She Almighty podcast. I'm Michaela Jackson, coach, female champion, and the founder of She Almighty, which provides coaching services and events for women all over the world. She Almighty is all about women self-empowering to be the best version of themselves and to create careers, businesses, and lives they love with positive impact. The She Almighty podcast is about amplifying the voices of women who are doing just that, who are living and leading by example, and are having a positive ripple effect as a result. I hope we will provide you with the inspiration and aspiration to be a She Almighty too. Enjoy listening. For our first episode, I'll be speaking to Nicola Harvey, the founder of Mindful Nick Stars. Nicola is a therapist, author, and mindfulness practitioner, and is passionate about inspiring as many people as possible to realize the transformative benefits of using mindfulness to support their physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Welcome, Nicola. Hello. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on. Lovely, thank you. Well, Nicola, we've known each other for a couple of years or so now, haven't we? Um, you were with me for my very first Your Mighty Meetups back in the day when we used to hang out in some slightly rough around the edges uh, bars in, in Leicester Square, sometimes <laughs> with the addition of strobe lights. I'm not sure if you came to any of those. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> those were the days. <laughs> yeah, before we got a bit classier and upgraded to Albright. But, um, but you Lovely. stuck with me and I am delighted to say that you are now one of my clients and I feel absolutely honored that I'm part of your journey because you honestly continue to inspire me um, and you know the reason I wanted to interview you for my first episode is because I know the amazing work that you do and I thought that your warm calming influence you know general life ethos and practical tools could be just what we need right now in these unprecedented and, and uncertain times so you know lots of us will probably be feeling a little bit more stressed and anxious than usual and I'm sure we'll be looking for guidance on how to manage our mental health and to stay as positive as, as we possibly can. Um, so without further ado, could you please tell us a little bit more about you and your mission through Mindful Mix Stars? Yes, so yeah, thank you for inviting me along. So um, I'm Nicola, I am a mindfulness practitioner, um, therapist, teacher, and author, and I'm also the founder of Mindful Nick Stars. Um, Mindful Nick Stars was born as an evidence-based um, organization that works on supporting the mental health and well-being of individuals. Um, I started out originally as a teacher, and I absolutely loved working um, as a teacher, but I during my time there, I sort of saw many children um, experience sort of high levels of stress and anxiety. And I wanted to sort of find something that would support their well-being um, in an inclusive way, particularly as I worked with children at the time that um, were on the autistic spectrum and had dyslexia. So they had other sort of things that were impacting their well-being. So I um, well, discovered the wonderful world of mindfulness um, and coaching and brought that into my classroom to support the well-being of children um, that I worked with. We also did some yoga alongside that. And over time, I embedded that into my sort of school and class routines and saw such a remarkable difference in their physical, emotional and mental well-being. 
Um, I have since then been fortunate enough to write a book, Mindful Little Yogis, which is about inclusive mindfulness for um, parents and teachers to bring into the classroom or to bring into the home. And from that, I've been in a very fortunate position to um, use my organisation to work with adults, to work in um, corporate organisations, to work in schools, and remind um, adults that looking after themselves, doing things like mindfulness, doing things like tuning into the here and now and being present is so important to their well-being. Um, now more than ever, we're in unprecedented times. Our emotions are very sort of up and down. But when we start to learn to sort of tune in and sort of focus on looking after our well-being and self-care by using things like mindfulness, it can make all the difference. So I'm in a very fortunate position to be using this tool and it's helped me a lot myself. Um, I'm someone when I was teaching, teaching anyone who works as a teacher in sort of a frontline position, it's incredibly stressful. You have a lot of anxiety, a lot of ups and downs. So I was in a fortunate position to use this on myself, use the tools, train and practice it. And now it's part of my everyday routine. I have noticed the difference it has made on myself and now on my clients that I work with on a one-to-one -one basis. Mm, wonderful. Thank you so much for, for filling us in. And I think you, you gave us a lot of information there and you touched on a little bit about your story and your path into doing what you do. But just to clarify a bit more, so what led you to get into doing what you're doing? Why do you do what you do? So I do what I do to basically help people tune in to themselves and find peace from within. And every day we're going to experience a load of different emotions. We're going to be very sort of up and down. Um, and that's life. There's no right or wrong. But the thing that sort of led me to doing what I do is I hit rock bottom. I, my emotions, um, the workload, the stress, it got the better of me. And I wanted to find something that supported my well-being and helped me um, become a better individual um, holistically. So when I saw the impact it had on the children that I worked with, it kind of got me into thinking, actually, if it can work on them, then how about I try it? Because you can't give them an empty cup. And I see this time and time again with, with parents, with teachers, with adults. They tend to um, give, 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 but don't always look after their own well-being. So um, for me, it was an important thing to do. So what led me to doing it was I was experiencing sort of high levels of anxiety and realised that unless I started looking after my own sense of self, my own well-being, um, then it things were just going to get worse. So um, mindfulness has definitely, and yoga has really, really helped me along the way. Mm. So I think there's a couple of key points there, isn't there? That looking after number one piece is absolutely key. It's making yourself a priority, isn't it? And obviously that's part of the work that I do with my clients. And the other thing that you said and phrased, phrased beautifully is that piece from within part. And, you know, that's also what I'm, striving to help my clients with to have that sort of inner peace to be the best version of themselves so they feel happy healthy positive fulfilled you know yeah in a nutshell the best version of themselves so it sounds like there's some parallels there you know Absolutely. ultimately with what we do and you know I think most of us have have heard of mindfulness but could you please tell us in your own words what mindfulness actually is so mindfulness is about being present. <clears throat> it's about being in the here and now, 
and noticing what's going on with from within. Um, it's beautifully put together. A really good explanation would be from John Kabat-Zinn, um, one of the sort of early godfathers of mindfulness. He says, mindfulness um, is the awareness that arises from paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. Mm. So it's it's not being this because a lot of the time our minds are racing, our minds are sort of working overtime. And sometimes we could be thinking about what's happening tomorrow, what's going to ha what happened yesterday. Mindfulness is about tuning into the here and now and being present. Um, and a lot of the time people do assume that mindfulness is just about meditating, sitting cross-legged. But mindfulness is pretty much, can be brought into anything, whether you are doing the washing up, whether you are going for a walk. It's about noticing your surroundings. It's about really tuning in and just noticing any sort of bodily sensations that are coming up from within and just being present in the moment. I think it's so important to be present, isn't it? Because we're so, like you said, we're so busy in our everyday lives trying to do more, you know, be more productive or get done the gym more or, you know, do the extra things. Whereas actually sometimes just being present, enjoying that, that cup of tea or a walk out in nature or anything that we're doing is really powerful, isn't it? Because with that can come a sense of peace and gratitude as well. And I think that in tune piece that you just said is absolutely key to well-being and, and actually thinking, okay, well, how am I feeling? You know, how's my body feeling, my mind? What do I need? That whole body, mind and soul piece, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the key part of this is connecting to the breath. Mm. Um, everything starts and ends with the breath and you'll notice that when we are feeling a bit overwhelmed or if our minds are racing a little bit when we start to tune into our breath we can notice how we feel so a lot of the time if we're feeling overwhelmed we have a shortness of the breath whereas if we start to be mindful of the breath and just tune in it helps us slow down and it helps us ground us into the here and now and that is a key part of mindfulness so whatever you're doing, whether you are feeling overwhelmed or whether you're busy doing something, if you just stop for a few moments and focus on the breath, regardless of what's happening, it brings you into the here and now. Do you know what? And that's something we can all do, isn't it? But it's very powerful. Just focus on the breath. Yeah. And, you know, why do you think that it's such an important tool and practice for people? I think because we are living in such a busy, fast-paced world. Um, mindfulness basically gets you to slow down. Um, our mental health is being impacted, left, right and centre. We've got statistics out, one in four people have mental illness, one in eight children have mental illness. And so it's really important for us to practice looking after ourselves and nurturing our well-being. Um, our mental health is just as important as our physical health. So when we are sick, we go to a doctor. When we are, you know, not feeling so great, we, we go to a doctor or we talk to someone. However, when we're feeling anxious or stressed or overwhelmed, what tends to happen is we tend to stuff those feelings down. And mental health is obviously is, is often plotted against a spectrum with mental health and mental ill health. And if you get the support you need um, as early as possible by talking to someone saying, you know what, I'm feeling anxious today. I'm not feeling 100%. If you've got time talking to someone 
or doing something like mindfulness is so important because what tends to happen is people stuff these feelings down and then they end up down the other end of the spectrum, mental health spectrum, and they experience mental ill health, which can be chronic anxiety, overwhelm, stress, and this then becomes um, a bit of a, a problem. They need a lot more support for it. Mm. So I think living in today's fast paced world, it's really important, even if it's just taking a moment to just breathe or taking a moment to do our favorite activity and noticing what we're doing at that time, it's so important. So yeah, to look after our well-being. Mm. And prevention is better than cure, isn't it? So if we're being in tune with ourselves and looking after ourselves, then we can avoid getting to those those places, hopefully, or you know, um, or at least sort of not for those things not to be as, as as intense as they need to be if we just stay in tune with ourselves. And I think you phrased it beautifully that nurturing a well-being. That's such a lovely thought, isn't it? Nurturing, um, and that's that's really key. And I think something that we all we all need to be thinking about on a daily weekly basis is our is our self-care isn't it you know it's looking after number one and also one of the things I didn't say is mindfulness um is an evidence-based tool um it's being used by the NHS it's recommended by sort of nice guidelines it's an evidence-based tool and it is known to reduce stress anxiety physiological symptoms the fight flight freeze response so it's something that um although people may perceive it as a spiritual act, it's actually a science-based evidence tool that can impact our psychological and our, our mental health, but also our physiological responses. And if practiced over time, there's been sort of some evidence with brain scans showing the reduction in sort of stress, reduction in sort of parts of the brain that trigger these sort of anxieties and these sort of stressful thoughts. So it's, it's imperative that we sort of really look at things like mindfulness as something that is supportive, but it's also, there's lots of science-based facts surrounding this. Mm. Well, we can't argue with that, can we? (laughs) 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 And, you know, just to come back to sort of present time and circumstance, you know, a lot of people will, I'm guessing, be feeling pretty stressed and anxious right now. It's, you know, it's, it's really uncertain. And, you know, how do you think we can use mindfulness as a tool to help us yeah so um there's lots of different ways that you can use mindfulness as a tool um, to help us one of the things that i suggest because it, there's so much information out there <clears throat> i like to make things as simple as possible and i use an acronym called the star model which um is basically stop take a breath and relax mm-hmm. and it's a really sort of simple clear model and it's sort of talked about in my book But it's a a basic way, if we break these four components down, if we're feeling overwhelmed, for instance, you can just stop, okay? Pausing for a few moments and taking a step back to reflect on what's actually happening, what's going on, okay? Just Mm. pausing. Because when we stop and we just take a, a moment to reflect, it just brings us out of those sort of spiraling emotions. And I mean, I do get some people saying to me, oh, but I'm so busy, I can't even if it's just to spend 30 seconds looking out the window or looking at an object or just looking at something to just or thinking of something that makes you feel positive stopping for a moment just brings you a little bit more clarity and a bit of space between you and what's overwhelming the take a breath part of the star model is where i would say um take some deep breaths 
breath work nowadays, people understand, are beginning to sort of understand the importance of mindful breathing, conscious breathing, and the impact it has on our well-being and our physiological um, responses. So any sort of breathing activity, taking some deep breaths, counting the breath. But when we breathe, it's really important for us to put our hands on our belly button. Because a lot of the time, like I said before, um, when people are feeling overwhelmed, they do shallow breathing and they, <laughs> but if we start trying to sort of ground ourselves into belly breathing, still using our full lung capacity, but noticing the belly moving up and down. And the good way to do that is putting our hands on our bellies and just breathing. I love to do that with adults as well as children. If you just place an object or your hands down there. Um, so breathing is very, very important. So once you've stopped and taken a breath, the next part of STAR is AND. And the AND part is grounding. So when I say grounding, I mean just bringing us, really anchoring us into the here and now. Um, and one of the things that I would definitely say is you've got things like going for a mindful walk, doing um, some looking at things from a slightly different perspective. And another good way of doing this is to 54321 grounding. So 54321 is a lovely activity where you, um, you stop for a moment and you look around the room for five things that you can see, okay? And you just name them out loud. And then you pause and you think of four things that you can touch. So you physically go and touch four things. And then three things, that you can hear. So you listen out for different things that you can hear. And then two things that you can smell and one sensation. So this part I like to do is I like to put my hands on my heart and close my eyes and just breathe and tune in to notice the feelings as they come and go. And just try and choose one feeling, one sensation that you feel in the here and now. Um, and as Tishnash Khan says, feelings come and go like clouds in a windy sky, conscious breathing is my anchor. So when we put our hands on our heart and we just breathe, it's really important. Mm. And the last part of STAR is, is relax. <laughs> so it's stop, take a breath and relax. And the relaxation could be anything that creates a sense of peace and calm from within. So this could be meditation, this could be journaling, this could be dancing, because some people love to dance to um, you know, help them relax, or just doing some more breathing or doing some star jumps. So you know, that's quite a nice inclusive tool, but I really want to sort of make the point that mindfulness is not just about crossing our legs and meditating. Mm. Mindfulness is about bringing us into the here and now, and there's such a massive bank of tools that you can use. But the most important thing is to anchor the breath into the here and now. Mm. do you know what that was wonderful I already feel more relaxed <laughs> but no I think what was really great about that is it was really it was easy to follow but it was practical um yeah. you know pretty simple but powerful stuff and something that we can all do very easily you know it doesn't cost a thing but we can do it can't we in our everyday lives if we need to tune in and like you say anchor and ground ourselves so that was really wonderful I think I'm gonna to have to remind people to get their like notepads and, and pens <laughs> to take a to you know <laughs> to, to jot all this down and make sure they've got all this really valuable information. But obviously, I'll we'll be telling them where they can they can um, connect with you and obviously sort of 
and, and get more value from you anyway after this. So we'll come to that. But, um, but just to add to that, and I think you've probably touched a lot on this sort of anyway, but more generally, why do you think um, mindfulness is important for our mental health? You know, that's sort of, you, you've already sort of touched on it. And obviously it's something where we're very aware of and, and we're talking a lot about these days, quite rightly so. Um, but what are the benefits of practicing mindfulness in, in, you know, for our mental health and, and in our everyday lives? Yeah, I would say definitely it's all evidence-based. The benefits, I mean, originally mindfulness came um, about in Western society, a man called John Kabat-Singh, and he um, worked with um, patients at a university in Massachusetts um, to relieve sort of them from sort of chronic illness. They were sort of critically ill, and he was working with them to sort of support, sort of relieve their pain, anxiety, stress, and depression um, that accompanied the illnesses that they already had. And so today we are sort of based on people like him, we're experiencing um, a real sort of grounded approach to the benefits of mindfulness and using it nowadays, particularly as we spend so much time at work or we spend so much time in a certain train of thought or doing certain things we tend to lose focus or lose perspective and I would say generally the most important thing about most beneficial thing about practicing mindfulness it just supports your overall well-being it brings you into the here and now it really sort of helps you relieve those things like helps you get better sleep it helps you connect or communicate with more people in a different in a more authentic way and it's also really good for emotional regulation as well um mindfulness itself i remember before i practiced it i was very sort of emotional or very overwhelmed in my thoughts um but mindfulness grounds you into the here and now and it really is really good for your um well-being um one of the things that i think as well with mindfulness does bring if you practice it regularly, one of the parts is gratitude. Mm. It really sort of makes you grateful for things, simple things like breathing, like having friends and family, like having a roof over your head. Yeah. You begin to notice what's going on around you and you learn to start letting go of those things that you can't control. You learn to start sort of honing in on things that are important and, and not so important and realizing that we're all just one, all one human race, just mm -hmm. trying to sort of work together and connect and there is no you and me, it's us, it's we. Mm -hmm. So mindfulness is something that is non-striving and accepting and non-judging and it brings us to unite as one, particularly in sort of, we're going through quite an unprecedented time and I feel that this is an important time for us to practicing things like mindfulness mm. helping us unite um, and ground ourselves and become stronger as a result you know what I totally agree everything you've just said there it's more important now than ever isn't it to unite as as one and it's something mindfulness obviously that we can all benefit from and we can and we can all access which is the beauty of it isn't it you know it's something that we can all practice and do with relative with ease, you know, but um, wonderful. You just phrased it also beautifully there. Again, you know, I did say, I did forewarn that I think this is exactly what we need in terms of your warmness and loveliness. <laughs> <laughs> I could just listen to you all day long. I really could. Um, Sorry, one of the things that I didn't say was that what I do love about mindfulness is that it's inclusive mm, and it can yeah. be used with 
anyone yeah. you know it you know we look at a baby and we look at how babies are so you know when they're we, we can learn a lot from babies when they're happy we know about it when they're sad we know about it but mindfulness basically can be used with children it can be used with elderly people it's not exclusive to people that just practice yoga it's something that everyone can get benefit from yeah which is wonderful isn't it yeah you know um you know, I've kind of mentioned to you, obviously, this is the first episode, but essentially this podcast is about life leadership and amplifying the voices of women that are living and leading by example to be the best version of themselves and to have a positive impact for others. So how do you make sure that you show up as the best version of you? So for me, I would say it's all about having routines, um, having a morning routine, and a sort of a daily structure. I like to own my day. <laughs> Love it. Own your day. Brilliant. <laughs> Every day I, um, I wake up and I meditate um, for at least 15-20 minutes, followed by um, yoga or um, a workout to strengthen the core, um, drinking lots of water, and I make sure I surround myself with um, friends, family, people that um, hold me accountable and people that want the best for me, people that lift me up. So I feel like that really helps. And what I do before I sort of get off and start my day, I, sh I plot out my day, what I want my day to look like. So if I have clients at certain times or if, or if I have sort of certain responsibilities to do, I plot them out on a sort of like on a blank piece of paper. And I just basically look at them for what they are. And I, I, I make sure that the day doesn't take control of me and I take control of my set of the day. And yeah, that, that's really helped me. And then at the end of each day, I journal. So I don't just sit there and journal and write, um, which is fantastic. I give myself journaling prompts. And I think that's really, I've noticed a difference in terms of how I think and feel about myself. So my journaling prompts are um, my goals, that, as if they've already happened. So I write yeah. my three top goals um, as if they've happened. Um, already and I put them in the present moment and then I write a gratitude list all of the things that I'm grateful for that have happened that day um, yeah because I think it's so important gratitude really uplifts us and there's again there's lots of evidence to suggest how it can impact our well-being and then another prompt I do is lessons learned from the day so I write out what what didn't go so well and what did I learn from it rather than having that way again it's me owning the day and owning the situation and learning from things brilliant so what you've kind of described there is having something that's future focused you know having your goals as if as if you've already achieved them that's a very powerful thing to do um writing them there in the present and then having that gratitude list is to sort of be to ground you and it's sort of more, more of a present thing isn't it and to feel lucky every day for what for what you do have whether that to be breathing or have a roof over your head or what, whatever that might be and I think lessons learned again very powerful because you're constantly then reflecting aren't you and you're always learning and I know that about you you are incredibly studious and you're always learning as it is but you've been doing I think I think you've been doing a lot of you're a great, actually, you're a great coach, coachy and pupil, like student, I think, sorry, but, but actually you've been doing a lot of life learning, I think, haven't you, on your journey as well, which is another reason why I wanted to speak to you, because I think your sort of personal development journey through doing what you do and your experiences has been 
really powerful for you. And I know you're making a lot of positive changes in your life, just making lots of amazing things happen for yourself at the moment, which, you know, I won't reveal all of that, but I think you've got, <laughs> but, but that's why I'm in, in awe of you. Like I say, you can't give from an empty cup. So I think it's really important to be continually learning, continually Absolutely. reading, continually nurturing myself because I can't sit with a client or in front of a room full of people um, delivering a mindfulness session if I'm not looking after myself. It's about being yeah. authentic and, like you say, leading the life that um, empowers you. And then yeah, the living, it, living, leading by example, isn't it? Yeah. And that self-empowerment piece, which, you know, I talk a lot about with, with, <laughs> with your mighty, but you are a brilliant example of someone who is doing that. And you know, what? I'm absolutely going to use that owning my day thing. I think that's oh, brilliant because that, that's really key, isn't it? Because we all have the same amount of time in a day, but it's how we choose to use it. Um, as well as kind of our mindset within that as well so and I think that's another key point at the moment you know a lot of us might be feeling sort of hijacked and think oh I've got to work from home or I can't go out and do certain things but actually if we embrace where we are I know it's a, it's it's not a nice situation for a lot of people but if we can embrace where we are and make the most of that and empower ourselves in terms of how we think about it and how we adapt and what we use our time for and sort of take control and focus on what we can control all of those things that you've said that is very powerful in itself, isn't it? For how we'll be feeling day to day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so a bit more about you. So what would you say your biggest personal or professional challenge is to date? How did you overcome it and how has it shaped you? Um, oh, that's a really good question. I would say my biggest personal challenge was believing in myself. Um, that classic old imposter syndrome, um, yeah. not always feeling that I have a seat at the table. Um, and I would say um, it's, it's been very difficult. Um, as with a lot of women, we experience this sense of imposter syndrome or we don't always believe um, that we have got all the, all the tools to succeed or the tools to do what we want in life. Um, so the way that I've overcome it, um, I've um, worked with an amazing coach, um, her, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> um, and I've, I've been consistent. I think consistency is everything. Things don't always go to plan, um, but I've been really dedicated to making sure that things shape the way I want them to. So I've sort of been doing lots of reading. I've been journaling, meditating, really working on myself. And I had to, um, I, I left um, teaching, um, which I loved, but I knew it wasn't um, good for my well-being um, at the time. Um, but I know that there are some incredible teachers and incredible people that are doing such a fantastic job. And now I'm sort of making it my mission to support their well-being and support anyone who feels overwhelmed or anxious. So I would say using um, mindfulness has really helped me working with coaches, getting help. Because one thing is that a lot of people, we think that we can do everything by ourselves, but yeah. you can't. It's going out and saying, do you know what? I need some help, you know? And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not be okay, but it's also okay to sort of look yourself in the mirror and, and say, do you know what? Things haven't gone so well. What can I do to get myself out of this? Do I need to talk to someone? Do I need to breathe? Do I, you know, so it's, it's basically being more accountable 
um, and getting less out of victim mode and owning, being more of a leader of my life and ensuring mm. that that empowers myself to empower others to be their best selves. Well, I mean, if that wasn't inspirational, I don't, I don't know what will get you. I don't know what will get you. But you know what? I, I want to break that down a bit. Because there was a few things that you said there that I was just like, yes, absolutely. Firstly, you're right. So many women will relate to you on that, the whole imposter, imposter syndrome thing and not backing themselves. Um, but, you know, you have, like you say, it's actually taking ownership of, of that as well. And, and, and moving out of victim mode and doing that, even recognizing if you need support with that, you have empowered yourself, you have enabled yourself through getting that support and working with other people and doing a lot of work on your mindset. I know that has been um, a big focus for, for us as it, as it is with all of my clients. Ultimately, that's what we're all working on, isn't it? That's the, that's at the crux of everything. Um, but what I really love what you said is, Things don't always go to plan. If there's anything that we can be sure of, that that's it, isn't it? <laughs> you know, things don't always go to plan, but you always shape them how you want to. Now, that's a very powerful statement in itself. Is that you're recognizing actually, okay, I can't control everything again, but you know, it's that I can shape things and move forward and take control and take ownership to eventually get to where I want because I know what I want. I know what's important to me. And I will be moving in that direction and I can trust my path, path with it and ultimately have that inner peace that we were talking about earlier as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so tell me, um, you're an inspirational lady, but who inspires you? Who inspires me? I would definitely say it's, it's Queen O, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, for so many different reasons. She's so empowering. Just she didn't start out where she is now. Um, she had quite a tough upbringing. But now she's just so inspirational, so grounded. Um, she's very much into mindfulness or meditation, mindfulness. She works alongside people like Deepak Chopra. And she's just an incredible woman um, whose feet are both firmly on the ground. She knows who she is and she knows what she wants out of life. Um, and she's not afraid to um, show that or speak her mind um, and help as many people along the process. Um, another person who I think is incredible is um, Trevor Noah. Um, he's a um, South African talk show host. Um, Ooh, and he's absolutely yeah. hilarious. I am. Um, <laughs> It's fantastic. And I think particularly in these days, we need a laugh. We all need a laugh. Oh, yeah. But, uh, he has an inspirational story himself. And his autobiography, I would recommend it to anyone, is called Born a Crime. And he was brought up in South Africa during the apartheid times. And he basically turned his life around. Um, he didn't come from a silver spoon in his mouth. He often wasn't allowed to walk along the street with his mum. Um, because he was mixed race um, and his mum's African. So there was a lot of stuff that he overcame all of those barriers to become who he is and where he is today. And he's now incredible. He's already incredible, but he's just a very funny guy and brings humour into a lot of things, which a lot of the time we don't always do. We look at the negative side, but yeah. he's just like, do you know what? It's life, you know, let's get on with yeah. it. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. I'd recommend he's he, he is brilliant yeah and yeah I mean Oprah one of my favorite quotes is uh, from from Oprah is if you want the world the best sorry if you want the best the world has to offer then offer the world your best wow. that's literally my favorite quote I just yeah. love it 
yeah. she's brilliant isn't she and um obviously she's got a couple of books and what's the one that she what I know for sure that was just lovely it's like it's like having a warm hug you know when you listen to her voice and it's just like oh it's so velvety and lovely isn't it yeah yeah, yeah she's definitely on my inspiration list as well that is for sure um okay but tell me what is your vision for mindful Nick stars and how do you aspire to have impact I know you've already told us lots but where are you going, you know, from what you're doing now and, and where you're heading? Yeah, what are your aspirations? So I want to get as many people as possible realising the power um, that they have from within. <clears throat> I mm. want them to um, practice mindfulness. You know, the vision would be to get as many people practising mindfulness, aware of Mindful Nick stars and how we can support your well-being. Um, we have one-to-one um, -one sessions, meditations, lots of really lovely sort of practical tools and activities. But the vision is to empower as many people, adults, children, to practice mindfulness and believe in the power that they have from within. So yeah, I want to impact as many people as possible. Do you know what? The power from within. Amen to that, right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Okay, and I just told you my favourite quote, but what is your favourite quote and, you know, or mantra which helps you and might resonate with, with our listeners? Yeah, so I, another person who I adore is Marie Forleo, um, and she has got a lovely yeah, quote, which, um, which says, there has never been and never will be another you. You have a purpose, a very special gift that only you can bring to the world. And it's yeah. <laughs> yeah it's brilliant you know a lot of us say that's a very powerful one too because a lot of us do compare ourselves don't we or we don't mm -hmm. think we're good enough or doing as well as the next you know Absolutely. you know if yeah if it's next to us or whatever it is we we play down our achievements and our strengths and actually yeah we are our own superpower aren't we there is nobody Absolutely. like us with our own unique stories and skills and and talents and and experiences so yeah that's Absolutely. a wonderful one and it is it's about like you said it's about being yourself and being present and realizing your worth and your uniqueness because particularly us women we we don't value ourselves we don't recognize ourselves and we, we rarely look at ourselves in the mirror and say hey you're doing all right or if you're fine but it's it's realizing there's not going to be another one of us so we got to live the life yeah. that we have and appreciate it and realize that we are a special gift and yeah that only we can bring to the world so yeah mm. <laughs> well do you know what i think that is a wonderful way to round it off nicola you have been so inspirational as i knew you would be but also i think you've provided lots of sort of practical tips um that people can take away from this hopefully and use them to um yeah to nurture their well-being as we put it um, but I'm sure lots of people will want to know more after listening to this and know about how they can connect with you and, and perhaps work with you. So how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so the best thing would be to go onto my website. It's mindfulnickstars.com. And if you log on um, to the website, you uh, will be able to get a free download for meditation to bring you into a nice sense of calm and peace and go from within. Um, yeah, so the best thing would be to go onto my website, mindfulnickstars.com. Brilliant. And peeps, why wouldn't you do that? You get a free download. <laughs> I mean, get on it. Um, Nicola, thank you so much for chatting with me today and for being an ongoing source of inspiration for me. And 
lots of other people that you work with um so take care and we will uh, catch up soon thank Lovely you so much, much. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. i hope you enjoyed the first episode of the she almighty podcast and just a reminder to head over to mindfulnickstars.com for your free mindfulness meditation download and if you enjoy it you can request consultation with Nicola to get a personalized recorded meditation too.